Welcome to The Cantankerous Catholic with Joe Sixpack, the every Catholic guy. Listen to Joe tackle the really tough moral issues, current events, and politics from a Catholic perspective. Now here's Joe Sixpack, the every Catholic guy. Hello again, Sixpack Warriors. Welcome back to The Cantankerous Catholic, episode 170. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day, he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Almost as long as this show has existed, I've talked about Catholics doing something. It's not enough to simply fulfill your mass obligation, avoid sin, and perform the works of mercy. We live in the church militant, so we have to militantly share and defend the faith. Don't go away. This week's episode is one of the most important episodes I've ever done. Here's something I'm going to shout loud and long. During the last two years, every Catholic parish and most businesses lost a ton of money because of the COVID lockdowns. Congress attempted to ease the revenue strain with the CARES Act, but it really did nothing for parishes and little for most businesses. Believe it or not, Congress is actually remedying that. They've not done a good job of getting the word out, but Congress has enhanced the ERTC portion of the CARES Act. 
If a parish or business has W-2 employees, part-time or full-time, they almost certainly qualify for the ERTC tax rebate. I'm working with a CPA firm that specializes in ERTC rebates to reach out to all parishes and Catholic-owned businesses I can. This is especially good for parishes with schools. All any parish or Catholic-owned business has to do is click the link in my show notes that says, ERTC Recovery, I Want My Money. Then just fill out the form on the website, and the CPA firm will determine if the parish or business qualifies. It costs nothing to get started, and the average tax rebate appears to be $150,000. So tell every priest and Catholic business owner about the expanded ERTC rebate and send them to my show notes. Remember, click the link on my show notes that says ERTC Recovery, I Want My Money. We all have two primary obligations, to become saints as Jesus commanded us in Matthew 5.48 and to share and defend the faith. Doing something falls under the share and defend the faith thingy. How do we share and defend the faith? Well, there are a lot of ways to do it. This show is an example of one way. Sharing and defending the faith takes many forms, and not just the media we use to do it. It means actively evangelizing both non-Catholics and lapsed Catholics. Thanks to the bishops not doing the job for the last 60 to 70 years and the subsequent wholesale catechetical ignorance of the laity, it sadly means also sharing the faith with the average professed Catholic in the pew. You know, the Joe Sixpack Catholic. Speaking of the bishops, defending the faith also means standing up to the evil criminal empire known as the USCCB, our bishops' organization. After all, as long as they go unchallenged, we'll never get the shepherding Christ commands them to give, because many of them simply have no supernatural faith anymore. They see themselves as CEOs of diocesan corporations rather than servants of the church and the Catholics they've been charged to shepherd. I deal with listeners and readers every day. Some want to impress me that they're doing something. One guy said he shares the faith by praying for sinners. What? Look, we all should pray for sinners every day, but that's definitely not sharing or defending the faith. You actually have to do something. Several others have told me that they write letters to their bishops or sign petitions. That's not defending the faith either. Do you know why that's not defending the faith? because the bishop has a special filing cabinet for all those letters and petitions. It's called a waste paper basket, and that's where he files all those unread documents. Through everything this apostolate does, this show, the weekly bulletin inserts, the weekly webinars, my two websites, my books and articles on three platforms, this apostolate reaches an estimated 300,000 souls a week. A tiny minority of them are Catholic activists through the church militant resistance chapters, and they're doing well. I just wish there were more, but most Catholics seem to have a lot of reasons why they can't, and those are just excuses. 
But in the eight years this apostolate has existed, I've never had one single Catholic tell me that they had a fire in the belly to share and defend the faith. Not until this week, anyway. You see, Catholics who are fired up about the faith and want to share and defend it would do one of two things. They'd either look for inspiration to do something and follow through with it, or they'd reach out to other apostolates, such as this one or church militant, and ask how to do something. Sure, I've had people reach out to me about how to become a Catholic blogger or podcaster when I've had episodes about doing those things, but not one single person ever followed through with any of those things. Priorities are all screwed up. Catholics, good Catholics are more concerned about the things of the world than they are about their own souls and the souls of others. Because of the COVID lockdowns and mandates that hurt us all financially, I began researching ways that affected Catholics could begin earning money online. I had a huge number of listeners and readers sign up for that list. Yet I had fewer than 10 express an interest when I offered to show Catholics how to use podcasting and blogging to share the faith. And not one single person, to the best of my knowledge, asked anything about joining church militant resistance group. And not one of the 10 expressing an interest in sharing and defending the faith through blogging and podcasting followed through. Money? Yes. Sharing and defending the faith? No. It breaks my heart. Then along comes one man, a convert. This week marks his first anniversary as a Catholic. He was a neophyte Catholic until this past Sunday. He's excited and fired up about our holy and ancient Catholic faith. His name is Brian Cook, and he's from Alabama of all places. I say that because Alabama is not exactly a place where conversions regularly happen. I converted while living in Alabama, but that's kind of rare. In Brian's excitement and love for our faith, he wrote a wonderful little manuscript titled The Devotion to Christ, Uniting the Bride of Christ by Reuniting the Bride in Christ. I was impressed with the depth of his scriptural insight and how he was able to take his Protestant scripture background and meld it with all things Catholic to make it an ideal Catholic treatise. Brian wrote and promotes the document in a PDF file, which really has no chance of going anywhere to be known. So I suggested to him that he self-publish it as a bona fide book that can be easily available for sale and distribution and directed him to sources to learn how. To my very happy surprise, this Catholic man who's only been with us for a year indicated that he was interested in sharing and defending our holy and ancient faith by way of podcasting and or blogging. There was no mention of making money, which is easily done with both media, no mention of being well known. The only thing Brian was interested in was doing the things that all Catholics must do. Thank you, Brian. I'm going to speak to you six-pack warriors now as frankly as I can, and I really hope you're not being distracted by anything. If you are being distracted right now, I want you to come back and listen to this again when there aren't any distractions. I've told you over and over again that one of the two primary obligations we have as Catholics is to share and defend the faith. I don't think I've made the gravity of that obligation very clear to you, though, so I want you to listen very, very 
carefully. The obligation to share and defend the faith is a moral obligation. This is a grave moral obligation. Failure to attempt to fulfill this moral obligation to share and defend the faith will only have one result, eternal damnation to hell. Let me repeat that so there's no misunderstanding. Failure to attempt to fulfill the moral obligation to share and defend the faith will have only one result, eternal damnation to hell. You don't have to be successful at it. Success is God's job. You only have to try. But that doesn't mean trying by poking a stick at it. It means trying over and over again with every gift and charism God's given you, whether you actually accomplish anything or not. Six-pack warriors love it when I say things you agree with and like to hear, and I hear from you with all sorts of complimentary comments. But when I say things you don't like, you don't want to hear, there are only crickets. All I ever tell you is the truth, Catholic truth, eternal truth. So when no one responds to episodes like this with observable action, do you know what you're telling me? You're telling me that you're only partially committed to living a genuine Catholic life. I hate to be the one to rain on your parade, but I've got to tell you that in order to live a genuine Catholic life, you have to do everything that Jesus commands us to do. You can't pick and choose what to do. That's cafeteria Catholicism, and it's the most certain avenue to hell as a Catholic. In Matthew seven thirteen and 14, in Jesus' Sermon on the Mount, he said, Enter by the narrow gate, for the gate is wide and the way is easy that leads to destruction, and those who enter it are many. For the gate is narrow and the way is hard that leads to life, and those who find it are few. There are two takeaways from this divine statement. The first takeaway is that you have to actively search for every inch of the narrow way because Jesus said that those who find the narrow way are few. The second takeaway is that the vast majority of souls are going to spend eternity in hell. Most of those souls will be Catholic souls. Why? because we have the fullness of truth but choose to ignore it, or at least the parts of it we don't like. There was a time when we could go to Mass, try to avoid sin, and financially support apostolates and ministries that share and defend the faith, and we'd have a reasonable hope of salvation. But those days are gone. They're long gone. Raymond Leo Cardinal Burke, who's always been a reliable source of truth, a man who's a living saint, says openly and publicly now he believes we're in the end times. It would certainly appear to even the most casual observer that he's right. And that changes the entire game for us. The Catholic Church hierarchy is teetering on apostasy if they haven't already apostatized. The entire world has gone completely insane. Right is wrong, up is down, forward is backward, and God has become completely rejected. We hear a lot of talk from President Trump and his massive following that we're one nation under God and that we have to protect religious liberty, yet neither Trump nor his massive following even bother to go to church of any kind. On top of that, Catholics are leaving the church in massive numbers every single day. 
For the very first time in 2,000 years, the Catholic Church is under attack from within and without. Sure, we've been attacked from the outside before. We've definitely been attacked from within. But this is the very first time in history we've been attacked from every possible angle. On top of the attacks, as I've already pointed out, the world's gone insane. Guys are gals, gals are guys. People are even advocating for legalized pedophilia and bestiality. The entire world is headed to hell, literally. We are Catholics. We have the only Christian religion on the face of the planet that was established by Christ himself, and there's no way into heaven without the Catholic Church. What are we doing about it? Nothing. Listen carefully to what I'm about to say. Before God even created Adam, before time began, he'd already chosen you and me to have a role in this final fight for him and his church. It's our destiny, whether we like it or not. We must either respond by getting up off our butts to share and defend the one true church, or we must choose hell for all eternity. Right now, you can't wait until it's all over and say you'll fight. It's too late then. Are you still lukewarm about your Catholic faith? Jesus said, I know your works. You are neither cold nor hot. Would that you were either cold or hot. So because you were lukewarm and neither hot nor cold, I will spit you out of my mouth. Go ahead, stay lukewarm. Jesus said in no uncertain terms that being lukewarm is a ticket to damnation. Do you consider yourself fired up about the faith but fear doing what must be done to share and defend the faith? Well, Jesus has a message for you too. It's a passage that I ordinarily use to talk about our criminal bishops, but it applies to us too. Jesus said, But as for the cowardly, the faithless, the detestable, as for murderers, the sexually immoral, sorcerers, idolaters, and all liars, their portion will be in the lake that burns with fire and sulfur, which is the second death. So if you're afraid to actually get up off your butt and put the kids' soccer game second to your commitment to God, you're a coward and faithless. Jesus said you're going to hell for that. Do you want to go to heaven? Do you want to obey Christ perfectly and have a reasonable hope of eternal salvation? Then make the commitment right now to do whatever is necessary to share and defend the faith. If you need help figuring out what to do, don't hesitate to reach out to me. We'll begin a dialogue and we'll see if I can help you figure out how to use the natural gifts and charisms God has given you. Brian Cook has only been a Catholic for a year, but he understands that he's obligated to defend and share the faith. That's because he recognizes that Catholicism is the most exciting lived experience there is. You need to get excited. That excitement comes from having a full knowledge of the faith. Get that knowledge by clicking the link in my show notes that says, I want to learn more about the Catholic Church. At the same time, reach out to me to begin a dialogue so we can figure out how you can begin to share and defend the faith. Your eternal destiny depends on both of those things. If you want a life of total freedom, and I mean total freedom, to go where you want, live where you want without money worries, there's one skill that can give it to you. 
It's a skill so desired, so in demand, you could have an endless flow of money coming into your bank account every month and never leave your house. What kind of money am I talking about? Does six figures sound good to you? That's what some people who've discovered and mastered this skill are making without breaking a sweat. As for learning this skill, almost anybody can do it. It's a special kind of skill that once you've mastered it, it gives you the opportunity not only to earn as much money as you need, but from anywhere in the world for the rest of your life. I'll be brutally honest. There's simply no other way to gain total freedom and independence than learning a skill that rewards you tenfold. Just click the link in my show notes that says, here's your ticket to the good life to learn all about it. Joe Sixpack, the every Catholic guy, wants to make sure you're informed about all the Catholic news you need to know. Here's Joe Sixpack's top five Catholic news picks for this episode. Catholic news pick number five. Hats off to Fox News. A mass shooting in Sacramento, California left six dead and ten injured, according to local police. Police Chief Kathy Lester said the shooting occurred at 2 a.m. on Sunday. Officials are unclear as to how many suspects were involved in the shooting. Pretender Joe Biden said, We must do more than mourn, as he called on Congress to pass gun restrictions. Those are fighting words! You can read the whole story by clicking the link in my show notes. Catholic News Pick Number 4 Hats off to Fox News. Former President Donald Trump blasted the Democratic Party's extremist sex and gender ideology at a rally in Michigan Saturday. Democrats are waging war on reality, war on science, war on children, war on women, he said. Trump expressed horror that the Biden administration on Friday endorsed gender reassignment surgeries being performed on minors. Who the hell would have even believed that we'd be talking about this stuff, Trump asked the crowd. The Republican Party is now the party of American women and American children, he added. That's awesome, dude! You can read the whole story by clicking the link in my show notes. Catholic News Pick Number 3 Hats off to the Daily Wire Here's some good news. Ohio's 9th District Court of Appeals last week upheld a decision that resulted in a massive award for Gibson's Bakery after Oberlin College supported and encouraged students who falsely accused the bakery of racism. The verdict against Oberlin awards the family of Gibson's Bakery $25 million in compensatory and punitive damages and more than $6 million in attorney's fees. That's what I'm talking about. You can read the whole story by clicking the link in my show notes. Catholic News Pick Number 2 Hats off to Fox News. The U.S. Department of Homeland Security is offering a new suicide prevention app. The news comes shortly after U.S. Border Patrol Chief Raul Ortiz warned that morale is certainly going to be a challenge for us. Officials are bracing for an historic migrant surge at the southern border following pretender Biden's controversial rescinding of Title 42, a policy used to return illegal immigrants. 
I can't believe it. You can read the whole story by clicking the link in my show notes. Catholic News Pick number one. Hats off to Yahoo. Notre Dame's new football coach, Marcus Freeman, is bringing back a Notre Dame game day tradition, going to Mass. It's what I remember from my recruiting trip, watching the players walk out of the Basilica on the way to the stadium. I was a little caught by surprise when we didn't do it last year, Freeman said. The previous coach, Brian Kelly, had players attend Mass the night before the game. All right! You can read the whole story by clicking the link in my show notes. I am hard, but I am fair. It's time for the Catholic Boot Camp with your drill sergeant, Joe Sixpack, the every Catholic guy. Learn the Catholic faith and how to defend it like you've never heard it before. This boot camp is tough, so there's no political correctness, no spirit of Vatican II, and no namby-pamby platitudes. Drill Sergeant Joe Sixpack, the every Catholic guy, will prepare you for spiritual war. Now here's Joe Sixpack. Last week in this series on becoming a Catholic evangelist, something we all must do if we expect eternal life, we talked about your two primary obligations as a Catholic. The first was growth and holiness, becoming a saint. Your other primary obligation is to share the faith. I get a real kick out of watching people's reaction when I tell them that. You'd think I just told them they have to go into a terrorist camp and take out all the terrorists with a rusty, broken-bladed pocket knife and no backup. The idea of having to share the Catholic faith with other people is the stuff nightmares are made of for most folks. It's scary, and it's not easy for most people, and I'll admit that. Nothing worth doing is easy, though. To help make that point, my motto is comfort and conviction don't live on the same block. Evangelization is really nothing that difficult. I realize not everyone can do what I do. I get that. Not every person has what folks call the gift of gab. Even if you're a complete wallflower, though, you can still play a role in evangelization. I'll get to the various means of evangelization in a moment, but first I want to talk about just who all we have to evangelize. The very first classification of souls to evangelize is none other than your fellow practicing Catholics. Yep, you heard that right, your fellow Catholics. First of all, we need to have a genuine conversion of heart every day. We all do. You do, I do, even the Pope does. But this actually goes much deeper than that, because cradle Catholics are leaving the church at an alarming rate. Did you know one out of every ten Americans is an ex-Catholic? If they were a separate denomination, they'd be the third largest denomination in the United States after Catholics and Baptists. One in three people who were raised Catholic no longer identifies as Catholic. 6.5 people leave the Catholic Church for every one that joins. 50% of young people who were raised Catholic are no longer Catholic today. And 79% of former Catholics leave the church before age 23. Do you know why that is? 
Listen to what Raymond Leo Cardinal Burke wrote in a letter to me in October 2015. He said, A gravely defective catechesis which marked the life of the church in the years following the Second Vatican Ecumenical Council, though not because of the council, contributed to a loss of faith, the lack of a devotional life, and left the subsequent generations devoid of a concrete way to know the Catholic faith and live it. His eminence is absolutely correct. Most Catholics, perhaps as many as 95%, suffer from catechetical illiteracy. That's a kind way of saying they're completely or almost completely ignorant of what the Catholic Church teaches. If they knew exactly what the Church teaches, unvarnished truth that isn't watered down milk toast, almost all of those listed in the statistics mentioned earlier would still be Catholic today. But the simple fact of the matter is they don't know the faith. They only think they do. Since you're listening to this, then you're just the sort of person who can help change that and keep your friends and loved ones from becoming one of those statistics. This automatically means the next group of people to be evangelized is non-practicing Catholics. You know, lots of people in that category, we all do. Perhaps you have close friends or family who are non-practicing Catholics. You're obligated, an obligation under pain of sin, to share the faith with them. But Joe, doing that might soil or ruin my relationship with them. Tough. Who's your first obligation to, your friends and family or Jesus? Before you answer that, you might want to stop here and read what Jesus said in Revelation 3, verses 15 and 16. Besides, by sharing the fullness of the Catholic faith with non-practicing Catholic friends and family, you're showing them they're a top priority with you. They'll eventually get that. Almost every Catholic sitting with you at Mass needs to be evangelized. At this writing, I've lived in this archdiocese for about eight years, and the people here know the faith much better than the two dioceses I'd spent the last 26 years in. That's not saying much, though. Of all the Catholic laity I met, I can literally count on one hand the number of folks who can answer this simple question, how many sacraments are there, and name them. Not even five people in eight years could tell me how many sacraments there are, much less name them. I've got a hint for those who can't answer this simple question. You don't know your faith. Oddly, though, when I suggest the need for catechesis, I get one of two responses. They either say, I'll have you know I went to Catholic school, or I'll have you know I've been a Catholic all my life. They seem to think that these responses mean they know all they're supposed to know, but what they're really telling me is how pitifully and competently and incompletely they were taught. Not too many years ago, it was said at Catholic schools that a child who was educated in them would be Catholic all his life. Obviously, that hasn't been true for many years. So it's our responsibility, your responsibility to find creative ways to defeat the catechetical ignorance of fellow parishioners. With the world changing the way it is, certainly not for the better, this is more imperative than ever. In the next Catholic boot camp, we'll look at the final group to be evangelized, as well as three ways to evangelize. Can you see yourself making converts? 
very few books have ever been written to teach the mechanics of practical Catholic evangelization, something all Catholics are obliged to do. Of the books available, none teach you a step-by-step -step method for actually cultivating an inquirer, then taking that inquirer all the way to the baptismal font. Until now, nobody is more qualified to teach Catholic evangelization than Joe Sixpack, the Every Catholic Guy. Joe Sixpack has made hundreds of converts since 1988 in small group and one-on-one -on -one venues, and 84 of them are his adult godchildren. Consequently, Joe Sixpack, the every Catholic guy, is a virtual treasure trove of how-to resources for evangelization. In the Lay Evangelist's Handbook, Joe Sixpack will show you how to become one of God's rock stars of evangelization, what the two primary obligations are for all Catholics that most people don't know how to begin the journey to becoming a saint, the actual mechanics of productive evangelization, the dangers of nice Catholicism, how to hear God laugh, what to do step-by-step -step to win over a convert, and much, much more. Get your copy of the Lay Evangelist's Handbook by Joe Sixpack, The Every Catholic Guy, today in print or ebook on Amazon, Apple Books, Barnes & Noble, and Kobo. Catholic Church is 2,000 years old. A lot of wisdom is gained over two millennia. Each week we'll share some of that wisdom with a Catholic quote. So here's this week's Catholic quote. This week's Catholic quote is from St. Gianna Mola. She said, The secret of happiness is to live moment by moment and to thank God for all that He, in His goodness, sends to us day after day. I believe a really great way to teach the faith is through stories, parables, and anecdotes. So here's today's story. Boxing enthusiasts will recognize the name Gene Tooney, who was the world heavyweight champ in the 1920s. In a Midwestern city, a group of businessmen were entertaining him at a dinner. After the meal, several women appeared to put on an indecent floor show. They didn't get far in their act when Gene, who was trained from his childhood in the high standards of Catholic modesty, made up his mind to do one thing, his duty. And he did it. Rising from his seat at the speaker's table, he simply said, Gentlemen, I don't care for this type of show. I find it indecent and offensive. You will have to excuse me. The room was silent for a moment as Gene walked out quickly with every eye on him. Soon, other chairs were pulled back, and then almost everybody began to leave the hall. Finally, the half-dressed dancers rushed off the scene in shame. Gene Tooney fought many a battle on the firing line in France during World War I as well as in boxing, but he never fought a braver fight than this. Indecent entertainment and pornography lower the ideals and twist the standards of young Catholic men and women. The most precious thing in your soul is purity. Don't let your mind be poisoned by indecent entertainment and pornography. This has been The Cantankerous Catholic with Joe Sixpack, the Every Catholic Guy. 
Thanks for subscribing, and be sure to visit cantankerouscatholic.com to get your free copy of Joe's popular book, The Best of What We Believe, Why We Believe It.